the West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a Mexican girl. Nighttime would find me in Rose's cantina, music would play and Felina would whirl. Blacker than night were the eyes of Felina, wicked and evil. Just get me home. And welcome back one final time to Talking Bad, the final season. I'm Brian, here with Blake. How you doing, Blake? I'm doing good. So, what do you think? I mean, we're all done. We're all done. No more no more Breaking Bad to talk about now. Like, no more predictions. I mean, were you satisfied with how it all wrapped up overall? Yeah, yeah, I was. I mean, I thought the last episode just tied it all in perfectly and actually made us want to come back to like Walt again. That was their whole thing. They actually brought it back around being like, see, you really liked him the whole time. And now we're showing you why. <laughs> well, we'll get into that here in the end real quick here before we get into it. I wanted to mention a few people that left us, left us some, uh, some, uh, comments this week. Um, Heidi Frederick says Walter White suicide or natural death. Those are my most peaceful, humane ideas. That was her guesses. Suicide or natural death. I think it was a suicide kind of, or accidental, a little bit. I mean, Walter White was the one who took out Walter White in the end here. Right, right. I mean, obviously, yeah, I guess you could say that. I, I don't I don't think he meant for it to be a, a suicide or an accidental suicide. I mean, I think he knew that he wasn't going to come out of this, but I don't think he thought it was going to be that way. Right, true. All right. Uh, Brandon Miles says, the last episode titled Felina, or F-E, L-I-N-A, iron, lithium, sodium. We mentioned that last week. Or blood, meth, and tears. Also an anagram for the word finale. So yeah, I saw that right before the episode. I thought that was interesting. Blood, meth, and tears. I read a lot of interviews in the last couple of days trying to find out if that was the reason. There's basically three. I mean, everyone was saying blood, meth, and tears, which they were all three in this episode. Um also, the uh, you know Vince Gilligan said did say that it was an anagram for finale, which helped, was kind of cool. But also, the main reason was fin- uh, Felina is the woman's name in the final song that's played, which we'll get into what that means when that comes up. Um, Rick Baldwin, I believe Gretchen and Walt used to have a thing, and she might have picked the other guy, and that's why he sold his share. Not 100%, but I believe that's why they made it, what they made it out to be. Is that what you took from that? From that whole uh, gray matter situation? They've explained it before, actually, and I can't think of, of, I can't think of it offhand of exactly what it was, but uh, I think that did have something to do with it, honestly. Yeah, I think, I think that did. The only thing that I remember being mentioned was that he said that they cheated him out of his ideas or, or his you know stock in the company or something he he, they, he felt cheated by them but then later Gretchen comes back in I think season two or three and says something like you were the one who left us but they never gave a reason why so okay I mean maybe it's you know a situation that's one thing they didn't explain maybe that's a situation where he sees the situation as one way and they see it as another but either way he could have had half a billion or half of $2 billion basically with this right, company right. had he stuck around. 
I'm sure there's a couple things that go into it. Yeah. Rick goes on to say, also, I uh, think Jesse is going to sacrifice himself and blow up Todd and himself. That was our theory as well. Also, the guy that was with Todd's uncle from the beginning is the guy from the show Friday Night Lights. He's the one in the wheelchair. So there's two characters from that show on here. Just saying. Thanks. Love the show. Rick. Yeah, I recognize Todd's henchman from somewhere. I couldn't figure, picture it. But he is one of the fellow wheelchair guys from Friday Night Lights. Oh, my God. And you loved Friday Night Lights. How? Like, I mean, the, the moment I saw him, I'm like, oh, totally. Friday Night Lights. But then again, we just were started, you know, we had rot, watched it recently. Friday Night Lights, you know, where you hadn't seen it in probably four or five years. Right. And I own the show. I love the show. I think that finale is one of the best finales I've ever seen. But no, didn't. I mean, he wasn't a major character. He hadn't been. You know, in a, in a lot of the shows, he was just there as one plot line. But yeah, totally. So two two guys. Um, going on, Chris Jackson says, actually, here's a link to Todd Explained. If only Coach Taylor would have gotten his name right. So Jesse Plemons, the guy who plays Todd, was also on Friday Night Lights. And Funnier Die had a an infographic explaining in much detail. If you want to take a look at it, I'll put a link up. How you can tie the two storylines together from both shows and sell... So uh, Landry, played by Jesse Pinkman in Friday Night Lights, goes through everything he does in high school. Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons, damn it. Goes through everything he, he goes uh, goes through in high school and then goes on to become change his name and become Todd and the psychopath that he has. So pretty cool. Take a look at that. I thought that was cool. Um, one last time, our old buddy, old Davey. Uh, he, oh, Davey. He writes, one of my favorite parts from the finale were Badger and Skinny Pete's guest appearance as the $200,000 hitmen. I then realized that Blake's voice actually sounds very similar to Badger's, which is awesome. I thought the finale was perfect, and look forward to your thoughts. Thanks again for putting on a show every week. You know, I never, I, I've known you since, like, sixth grade, so Blake's voice is Blake's voice. I never tied it to, <laughs> to Badger, or the other thing you get is uh, Charlie Day from It's Always Sudden in Philadelphia, people will say. Yeah. But... Yeah, that I mean, yeah. Just imagine that he's Badger for for one more time. That'll be fun. <laughs> okay, now you you taught me how to say this guy's name. Can you pronounce it for me? Because I couldn't. He's he's from Brazil. Our last commenter here. It's pronounced Chiago. 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 Chiago writes. How did you find that out, by the way? Uh, I used to work with a, a guy named Chiago. Actually, spelled the exact same really? way. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, there you go. Uh, Chiago writes, now this is a little bit of broken English, so stay with us. It says, I just wanted to thank you guys for this amazing podcast that you guys have done. Every week, right after seeing the Breaking Bad episode, I was checking the website incessantly to see if the podcast was available. Ha ha ha. I believe we are not going to have more Breaking Bad episodes, either your podcast. I'm watching the season five again and listening to each podcast right after. Ha ha ha. I'm, I'm kind of Breaking Bad sick now. I was also Breaking Bad sick after this weekend, and I'll talk about that because I watched a lot of Breaking Bad this weekend. Uh, he says, I really like the series finale, all the dots connected, and most of the people that I know are satisfied. Do you guys think it'll be possible to exist any other TV show as Breaking Bad is on TV? So do you think that there'll be another show like Breaking Bad, or at least as interesting in the near future, I think is what he's trying to ask. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. There will be at some point. I mean, sure. That always happens, but, uh, I, uh, who knows? I mean, 
I think there are a lot of good shows out there that I've never watched that people are like, really? You haven't watched this? I mean, The Wire, I'm trying to get it, but, you know, the HBO situation, I got to figure this out. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, well, you know, real quick, while we're talking about Game of Thrones, what's this? I'd seen a couple things that were like, um, Ozymandias made Red Wedding look like a cocktail party or something. Just nuts. So, yeah, evidently the Red Wedding is to Game of Thrones like Ozymandias was to Breaking Bad where this people were mowed down or something. I have not seen the episode. I've been trying to steer clear of it because I have not caught up to that point yet. But I hear that's one to look out for. Okay. Um, What's it? Chikita? Chikita? Chago. His name? Chago. Chago goes on. But I thought he was interesting. He asked us if there are any going to be other shows other than Breaking Bad that... You know, that'll be like that or this big or this good. And he says, I'm a huge Lost fan. And I thought Lost was the best TV show ever. And Breaking Bad now is the top one in my list by a mile now. Never seen anything like this on TV. Anyway, guys, thanks for the great job. Fair play to you guys. Cheers from Ireland. I'm Brazilian, though. Yeah. Chago. Yeah. Cheers. Very nice, Chago. We, that was, that was my favorite comment of the week, by the way. I loved reading that. We were actually massive Lost fans oh, yeah. before this. Yeah, we never thought about doing a podcast, though. No, we, we actually did you know, get together and spit theories and do exactly this every single week, which was twice as many shows as Breaking Bad was. I mean, that was seven seasons of like 22 episodes almost every yeah. year. And yeah, we, I mean, we loved that too. And I never thought there would be anything that would suck me in like Lost did, but here comes Breaking Bad, you know, just a handful of years later. So, yeah, definitely. I think there'll be something, you know, in the near future that would cause us to write another, do another podcast or at least talk about it as much as we have, you know, Breaking Bad. So, we'll look we'll look forward to it, hopefully. I mean, so far, have you seen any commercials for shows that you think you could get into? I mean, it's obviously not Low Winter Sun. Yeah, I don't know anything about that, but... uh don't know they've been really hyping up this blacklist um which i don't know if i'm gonna watch that i'm i don't know i mean aside from breaking bad and back in the day lost it's like i watch reality shows and when i say that i don't mean like the dumb ones i mean i watch gold rush right now i'm watching gold rush i'm watching jungle gold i'm watching the sweet reality shows but you know and then I've, i'll watch some things here and there but uh i don't know maybe blacklist try to get into that or something i don't know Okay, well, or, or that yeah. new that new J.J. Abrams uh, show. I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, what is that? I forgot about. I don't that. know the dude with the face, like the mouth is all stitched up and. Oh crazy. yeah, I did see that commercial. Yeah, I don't even know what that's for. It could possibly not even be a TV show, from what I heard. Oh yeah, I don't possibly know. a possibly a commercial for a book, from what I heard. Oh, well, I don't read, so that's off the list. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into okay. this. Let's get into this. Let's get into it. Okay, here we go. Here we go into Season 5, Episode 16, Felina. This last episode, Felina, is a bit of an elegy. It's a bit of a goodbye. What were your thoughts right after it ended? Immediately, last shot, created by Vince Gilligan, pops up on the screen. What was your feelings? Loved it. See, I was slightly, I don't want to say disappointed, because I wasn't. but And I want to say I was let down, because I really wasn't. But I think I was so had my heart set on other things that I was almost disappointed they didn't happen. This ending satisfied me, but I was expecting a rampage, you know. I was expecting 
with that look he gives the TV at the end of the last episode, I was expecting, you know, just a massacre or a huge, just devastating surprise. And instead, we kind of got a calm, sentimental, to a point, goodbye up until the ending, you know, for the most part. And they took their time to tie up every single little question you could possibly have, I think, in this episode. Yeah, yeah, but... There was a massacre. True. It was a pretty big massacre where, you know, more people were killed in that scene, you know, or at least equal to almost the number of people that have been killed in the entire show. I mean, there were like <laughs> it's true. Nine dudes were killed right there in one second. It was amazing how he did that, how he came up with that, you know, because we were texting back and forth and I'm like, first of all, Walt doesn't know how to use this gun. What is this? He can't do this. And then, uh, comes up with this genius you, you even text you like he'll use science and sure enough he used some sort of science with a mechanism and, and made it happen and that was so awesome yeah he macgyvered that little machine gun uh but starting off we have our cold open which is literally a cold open where walt breaks into this car it's frozen shut he's still in new hampshire we never leave the out the inside of this car uh, he goes into the, the glove compartment, finds a screwdriver, and tries to start a car with it, and obviously fails. And I feel like as men, like I, I wrote this down when I saw that, we all think we could forcibly start a car with a screwdriver. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's really impossible to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought the same thing when he was grabbing that, like, what are you going to do with that? Really? You're, <laughs> you're not going to just start a car with a screwdriver. How does it even work? You have to break it open and then mess with the wires and, like, touch them together and shit. That's not going to happen. Right. Uh, the police show up, obviously, because he put in the phone call, and you can just you don't you don't ever see the police. I thought that was cool. You just see the lights flickering against you know the snow that's covering the car, and he's sitting there going, you know, just get me home. I'll do the rest. Just get me home. I'll do the rest. Who's he talking to there? Who's he oh, talking to? Obviously, dude. That was about. Uh, I don't. I, that might have been the first time. I, I'm sure it was where he's talking to himself and he's saying, Heisenberg, get me home. And Walt, I will, I'll do the rest. But Heisenberg, you get me home. And I'm like, what? That was awesome that they threw that in there. I That was awesome. I mean, I think there were some people saying, oh, he was talking to God. Some people were saying he was talking to the devil. Some people were saying he was just talking to the literally the car. Just get me out of here. But I like, I thought that. I thought the same way you did, where he's literally talking to this other person that he kind of, this personality that he switches in and out of. That was that was immediately what I thought. I never once thought God, the devil, the car, nothing. I mean, no, that was him. That yeah. was him telling Heisenberg to get him home. And and for whoever he's talking to, it works because he reaches up into the the sun flap or whatever, and the keys fall onto his lap. Now, who leaves their keys in the sun flap? Some people do, honestly. I mean, uh, I don't want to like name names of you know people we know, but I've <laughs> I've known a couple people that like just put them under the seat and go places. I'm like, what? You don't want you don't want to say the literal names of people who leave their their keys and put it on the internet for <laughs> thousands of people to listen to. Well, that's, yeah, that, that too, yeah. So uh, I like the move, the sweet move where he just hits the side of the thing and knocks the snow off the window. Boom, we go to titles. He's off. We knew he wasn't going to get caught, obviously, because of the flash forwards. But it was still a very cool, interesting, intense scene with one guy in a car that you never see anything else. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, next time we see him after the titles, he's filling up at the gas station 
And was he drinking the water out of the window cleaner thing? Did you see that? I thought it was gas at first. Uh, yeah, I think it was just some sort of hose with water on it. Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, he was taking his, his medicine and he just flipped on the water and drank it. Knocked the pills down. Obviously being careful not to go inside in case anyone may spot him, you know? Yeah. And he uses the payphone and calls, I don't know who it was, a publicist or something, pretending to be a journalist for the New York Times trying to find out Elliot and Gretchen's address. And when he starts talking to us, I'm like, oh, shit. I thought we were done with them. I thought Elliot and Gretchen had their moment on the TV, and now he's heading back to the Nazis. But no, he, this is the first time he's going to Elliot and Gretchen's. I'm like, he's going to massacre these well, two. Well, I don't, I don't think we thought that he was done with them. I mean, I guess I'd have to listen to our podcast from last week. But oh yeah, obviously that's what set him off was seeing them. And so I'm thinking he's... He's going to go back there and you know, maybe not kill them, but I thought for sure that was something was going to happen with them. I mean, that was a pretty important thing that made him leave New Hampshire and go. Right. I think that was a theory, though, that maybe that's what's that he could be going back for them. But honestly, I thought, well, that was the trigger that set off Heisenberg. But now Heisenberg is going to go back and go for the Nazis. I mean, that was I thought that was just a trigger. I didn't think I mean, these were two characters like Gretchen we've only seen twice. Elliot we've only seen once way back in season 1. Like to bring them back for the final two episodes, you know, I thought was pretty strange unless they're trying to dig up the past and explain why they broke up, but they never did. But you you have to remember that this whole thing started like we've already talked about was because of the gray matter empire that he could have been a part of and he dropped out of it. He still needed his empire. That Gray Matter is actually why this show started. I mean, why he did this. He had to have his empire that he missed out on. Gray Matter was a very important part of this whole series. Yeah, I have a, I mean, I have a slight theory to that that may be different now after this episode, but that I'll get into here a little bit later in another scene. But let's, let's hold on to that because that could be, I mean, up until this point, um, so basically, he, he does a great job voice acting on the phone, gets their address, finds out if they'll be home tonight. So it's like, not only is he going for them, he's going for them tonight, you know? And he hangs up and he takes off his watch and puts it on, on the payphone. Do you remember the watch? That was Jesse's birthday gift to Walt from last year, season five, episode four. Uh, he gave it to him for as a birthday present, and he just set it there and walked away. Why? I still don't know. Uh, I, I mean, uh, a part of me thinks that if you remembered that Jesse gave it to him, like if you, a lot of this would make sense if you bum rushed this season five and watched them all in a row. So, I mean, literally this is season five, episode 16. This is episode four. He gives him a watch for his 51st birthday. And maybe that is him saying, well, I don't need this anymore because it reminds me of Jesse or something to do with Jesse. <clears throat> Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably what it was because he's going back. Let's see. Did he know about the blue meth at that point? That the blue meth was still not yet. He did he knew about it on the TV? Like they mentioned it on the TV that it was still right, out right. there. Okay, so he's still right now thinking that that that's what I was trying to think of right there. He still thinks that, or he now thinks that Jesse is partnering with with Uncle Jack and his crew, and and, and he's pissed about it. 
And so, yeah, you're right. You know, he's getting rid of these sentimental things that, that he might have gotten. And obviously that was one of them from Jesse. So it, made it might make it easier to kill him or something. Walter White manages to get back to Albuquerque, New Mexico. He has a little pit stop in Santa Fe where he visits Gretchen and Elliot Schwartz. Hello, Gretchen. Elliot. My take on why Walt has such a cavalier attitude going back into Gretchen and Elliot's house is because he knows that he would kill them if they resisted or fought him in any way. But I don't want to do that because the important agenda is to frighten them into doing my bidding and to get this money to my family. So then we cut to Elliot and Gretchen coming home. I mean, right away, boom, here we go, that night. And you can see, I saw them right away, just while in the background of the like little front area of the house, just waiting on them, just not giving a shit, just sitting there, you know. Um, he follows them in. They don't notice that he's there. This huge house. He's like looking at their pictures while they're talking in the kitchen, um, just hanging out. I mean, this is a basically a horror story scene that this has turned into now. Like, I have no idea what Walt's capable of doing here. And he's so calm and looks completely insane doing it. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't give a shit, obviously. Yeah. Um, finally, Gretchen sees him and screams. And Walt and Ellie comes over and sees him. And Walt says, you know, I have something for you, but you got to come out and help me unload it. And I'm just like, what is he talking about? Um, and get Elliot tries to protect Gretchen with the little, little, little damn cheese knife. <laughs> and he's like, if you want it to go down that way, you'll need a bigger knife. And I thought immediately, I'm like, that's a totally a line Mike would say. Like I could totally hear Mike saying that line. That, that was very oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool line. So they cut back and they, they've dumped $9.72 million in cash on the table. And he says this, and I quote on my son's 18th birthday, which is 10 months and two days from today. You will give him this money in the form of, a, of an irrevocable trust. You will tell him it is his to do with as he sees, but with the hope that he uses it for his college education and the betterment of his family. And that was pure genius to me. Like, oh, he's not killing him. He's just going to use them to launder his money. Genius. Totally. Genius. He figured out a way, the, the most brilliant man on TV figured out a way to get the money around the feds to his family, even though they don't want it. Like, <laughs> even though they want nothing to do with it, he's still going to send it yeah, to them Yeah, like, anyway. they, I don't think they would know that it was from Walt when, when, when Walt Jr. does get the money. I don't think he's going to know that it was from Walt. He's going to think it's, you know, from this trust fund. And that's what exactly what Walt was thinking. They just gave $28 million um, for uh, drug abuse of crystal meth. And here is the son of the biggest meth kingpin in the world, you know, and right. their life spiraled out of control. So boom, here's a trust in your name, you know, for your college education, blah, blah, blah. Good idea. Yeah. Brilliant idea. And so he goes, uh, so, you know, Elliot goes, okay, well what now? And he goes, I guess we shake on it and I leave. So they shake on it. Did you think what I thought immediately when they're shaking, I'm thinking ricin doesn't make sense, but ricin, like, I'm not ricin. <laughs> no, doesn't make sense, but ricin. No, no, I absolutely didn't think that at all. I thought he was leaving. I just thought he was going to no. leave, and we were done with that. <laughs> Ryson doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, I was calling out Ryson, like, out loud. Um, but then one of the sweetest things ever happens. Out of nowhere, he just looks to the window and points to it with his two fingers, and boom, lasers. Oh! Don't move. You don't want them to think that you're trying to get away. I thought it was brilliant. And, and the way that he left it, 
is far more fearful than if I would kill them. This is where you get to make it right. You know, sniper lasers right on him and they scream. And he goes, you know, just this afternoon I had an extra $200,000 that I would love dearly to leave on the top of this table. Instead, I gave it to the two best hitmen west of the Mississippi. So whatever happens to me tomorrow, they'll still be out there keeping tabs. And if for any reason that my children do not get my money, a kind of countdown will begin. Maybe a day or so later, maybe a week, a year, when you're going for a walk in Santa Fe or Manhattan or Prague, wherever. And you're talking about your stock prices without a worry in the world, and then suddenly you hear the scrape of a footstep behind you, and before you even turn around, pop! Darkness. So, basically scaring them halfway to death, like... Uh, that handshake meant nothing. You either do this or I'm killing you. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much what it meant. <laughs> really awesome scene. Um, and then he says what I think was one of my favorite lines of the show, not the and whole, but of this episode, was, cheer up, beautiful people. This is where you get to make it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> that was awesome. Did you think at that time that the, he really had the snipers? Well, you know, I don't know. It's I, it's hard to initially remember what I was, what I was thinking, but I, you know, what I did think was, first of all, last episode he was asking Saul, or two episodes ago, whatever, he was asking Saul for the names of these hitmen, and Saul's like, no, I mean, Walt doesn't know any hitmen, and I'll tell you what I did know, <laughs> was afterwards. Let's just jump into that because it's the next scene. Right. I swear to God, and I, I even like texted you and, and my brother, you know, right after that, like, I knew, I knew it was Skinny Pete and Badger. I knew it. I knew it. And I, I, I swear I was thinking that, like, I'm sitting here as you're yelling ricin, <laughs> you know, for them. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, it's Badger and Skinny Pete, dude. I know it. You know, when he pulls his car off to the side mm-hmm. and you see these two start running. I mean, right when that happened, I'm like, it's them. And I just had this feeling, you know, they were mentioned a couple episodes ago. Um, I don't know. I just, I knew it was them. I, I I didn't think it was them, but when they had the lasers on them, I'm like, dude, he could totally be faking this with some sort of science. I mean, it's lasers. He's got something. I don't know if he actually has real hitmen, but he's acting like he does, and this is sweet, and I'm going to keep watching in case one of them gets shot, because who knows what could happen there, you know? Right, right. Um, So, yeah, Badger and Skinny Pete show up, and... um, it's good to see them again one more time. And, 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 you know, they say something along the lines of, you know, the whole thing felt kind of shady, like morality wise. And it's like, dude, that's the whole show. Like that's how the audience feels every morning. It's like, dude, that's that episode was kind of shady <laughs> morality wise. Well, they, they, they brought some nice comic relief to it, you know, where they were like, I don't, we don't feel too good about this. And he flashes the money. He's like, how about now? You know? And he's like, and they're like, feel a little better. better. So, <laughs> That's good. That was good. Yeah. Finally, uh, you know, another little bit of light moment there in the middle of all this darkness. Uh, but Walt then asks about the blue sky still being produced. He asks him again and he goes, we, we thought you were making it. And then he's confirms like Jesse, Jesse's doing it, you know? And they're like, Oh, I can't believe that, you know, he wouldn't cut us in on this stuff. And that's when Walt, the wheels start turning. He's like, he talked them into partnering with them and they're still producing this blue because nobody else knows how to make that shit but those two. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, I think, where he gets the idea where that Jesse partnered with the Nazis and has been working with them for months now. Um, so then we come back from a commercial and we have this very strange carpentry session going on 
fashioning wood and all this stuff. And I'm sitting here going, what is this? A coffin? Where is this massacre happening? Is this a coffin for whom? For whom? And all of a sudden we see it's Jesse. And I'm like, oh, like literally my dumbass head is sitting there going, oh, he's doing okay. Like maybe the Nazis in this time gave him some more leeway. You know, give him some room, and then all of a sudden, snap, it pulls on the chain. Nope, he's still fucked. Even more fucked. He's just daydreaming all that. His long hair is completely beaten to hell, and he's basically the Nazi's little meth monkey. Um, you know, he just, I, I think that was just showing that, I mean, as he's cooking this meth for these guys, he's just imagining himself somewhere else, you know? Totally. And I, that's what I took from that, you know? He's, yeah. He's just pretending he's not even there. He's completely, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's. I don't know, delusional at that point, possibly, I would assume. Did a little internet researching today on this this little scene. Ooh, that's my specialty. That's my specialty is the internet research. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> the day after, I, I remembered hearing online, reading on the radio, TV, or somewhere that Vince Gilligan gave a one-word clue as to the finale, and he said woodworking was the clue. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? But then we saw this, so then I did a little... You like Breaking Bad woodworking Google search and came up with this is actually a reference to an old season three, episode nine, um, where Jesse is. And you're you're about to have, you know, the light bulb go off because you'll remember this. Okay, he's in a group meeting for like, you know, addiction or something. And he talked about being inspired by a high school woodworking teacher. And he said at first he slacked off about the class assignment, but eventually he created a little intricate box. And which he says he gave to his mom. And then when the group leader asks, you know, well, why don't you take art classes? He goes, actually, no, I didn't give the box to my mom. I traded it for an ounce of weed. So that was a story he told back in season three that was referenced here. So that may be his actual deep down what he would love to be doing is woodworking. Wow. What a weird thing like to put in there. But it, it, it tied it all back into that. That's yeah. Weird, but pretty cool. It did its justice because I they totally had me my dumbass tricked like oh well he's not doing too bad up oh, nope he's screwed he's still screwed he's got I, I was, long scraggly hair I, I was definitely confused like you said by the by the woodworking <laughs> scene like what are we watching here yeah what is this? this did I change the channel what's going yeah. on so anyway after that we get our quick little recaps here that we I was kind of expecting to see you were expecting to see you know. Walt goes to the diner. We've seen this. Boom. He buys the M60. We've seen this. He goes to his home. He gets the ricin. Uh, he, but then he stops in the living room and kind of stops and remembers the time from possibly the first act of the very first episode when Hank is showing everybody at his birthday party the bust on the news. And he's like, you know, get some excitement in your life. Yeah. Very cool reference to that. You know, yep. very cool to see how far he's come as a character. Um, he says hello to Carol again, drops the oranges. Obviously, we know. Oranges equal death from The Godfather, which you still need to watch. That's my internet research, though, told me that oranges mean death because of The Godfather, even though I haven't seen it. So Lydia enters the cafe, the same cafe she's always entered, and orders some tea and takes out Stevia. Stevia, I don't know how to pronounce it, but this is now the most popular sweetener in the world this week. Uh, from the table, um, then Todd joins her, and you could totally see that Walt's there, just in the background. Just you know, doesn't look anything near the same. I'd probably walk by him too, but he's just chilling there, and you don't know why, thinking maybe he's spying on him or something. Uh, but as soon as Todd sits down, you know, he pulls up a chair and sits right next to him, and real quick, he's like, "Listen, 
you know, I'm out of money. I spent it all, you know, to try to survive and evade the cops. But I can, I figured out a way to produce meth without using any methylamine. And I'll show Todd how to do it for $1 million. You know, it, it'll just help me last. And she's like, well, how did you find me? And he's like, well, you're a creature of habit. We've met here every week for however many months. I knew you'd be here, which is an important fact because we never knew that about her before this. So he knew that she was coming to this place every time and what she drank and where she sat. So he already knew all that. He arranges to meet Todd at their hideout that evening and, and Walt leaves and Lydia basically is like, no, we, we, you know, we can't indulge in that, Todd. Obviously we're not doing that. And do I have to say it out loud? Obviously kill him tonight, you know? Look at him. Right. We'd, be putting him we'd be putting him out of his misery, you know? And then they, they have this this shot of her stirring her tea and the camera goes right down into it. And I'm sitting here going, this is a curveball. There's no way that's the rice and they're showing it that flat out. Especially since last episode, we we're guessing it's probably for Lydia. No way is it going to be this straightforward. But, you know, kinda... I, yeah, I, 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 I guess I was kind of in the same boat. Like, it can't be that easy. You know, that, yeah. you know, but everyone kind of thought the same thing. I mean, a lot of people thought the same thing. The license for Lydia. Yeah. You know, let's get this going. I, my, my question is the, the a far fetched thing, I guess, aside from an M60 popping out of a trunk and, and <laughs> mowing down eight people. Um, how did he get this ricin into this pack of stevia and seal it back up and perfectly how, what, how did that happen? I don't know, maybe, but I do know that there was when she picks up the stevia the first time. There's only one. There's in only there. one of there. Right. So he knew there was only going to be one that she would take, and he knew what she had in the same drink that she had every time. So oh, that you know was what? plausible. Obviously. Oh, geez. Okay. Now I'm thinking about this as we're talking about it. It's like, yeah, turn on light bulbs. I mean, he probably got a pack of this at some other point in time, like you know, hours before he went into this uh, diner, and fixed it all up and put the rice in it and walked over to the table that she normally sits at and placed it there. And that was that. Okay. So yeah. done science done <laughs> science. But yeah, um, I would, could have done personally without the shot into the cup. Cause it was like, look at this cup, look at her stirring. Yeah. What is wrong with this cup? Whereas if they didn't have that, you would have been guessing like, well then how's he going to get rid of Lydia? And then when, what happens to Lydia later with the phone call, that would have been cool. Been like, Oh, he already <laughs> fucked her. Right, right. I agree. I agree. But whatever. Still cool. Still yeah, I'll yeah, take it. yeah. So we see Walt in the desert and he's doing his thing. And this is when I thought of you when you text me. He's like, well, quick note, you know, right before the finale, how's Walt going to figure out how to use this gun? Well, he's doing his science. He's making some sort of fucking robot that moves back and forth. Obviously, this is what this is for. It's just spraying perfectly what it would need to. Obviously, he's going to use this somehow. Yeah, how amazing was that? <laughs> yeah. Then we see what I thought was one of my favorite top scenes, and very of this episode, which really wasn't a lot happening, but really tied together a lot of stuff. We see Skylar in her little apartment. So we finally get to come back to Skylar and see what she's been up to. And I noticed it was hers right away because they had the family pictures on the wall. They start with those, and I remember those pictures in the in the White household. So Marie calls and she's like, truce. First thing she says is truce. So right away, you know, she's warning him, you know, we've Walt's vehicle was found in front of a Denny's and people have been spotting him. Carol even saw him at the house. You know, you got to be safe. 
right then and there, we we get the knowledge that Marie and Skylar are probably going to be okay. Like, she cares about Skylar enough to call her up and be like, Truce, listen, there's more serious things going on right now. I'm not mad at you. Just be safe. Um, we get the sense that over time, they'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, she hangs up with her, and we just see Skylar, this whole time we've seen Skylar sitting alone in this kitchen, and then all of a sudden she goes, you have five minutes, and the camera just slowly pans to the left, and Walt's just standing there, you know, hidden behind this little pillar, and he's wearing the exact same clothes he was wearing in the very first episode. Exactly. I mean, I didn't notice it then, but someone wrote about it online that I read the next day. Exact same clothes. Green, same green shirt, same slacks, same jacket, Mm. everything. I don't know where he got those who, clothes. Who, who, yeah, who and who's again? Who's researching this? Who who's doing this? I, I mean, don't know. Cool. Yeah. Yes. I, I guess it's a little throwback, but evidently he had time to stop at Target or something and pick up some clothes. Right. <laughs> um. So she goes, you know, you look terrible, and he's like, yeah, but I feel good. <laughs> and she goes, so talk. Why are you here? And he's like, it's over, and I needed a proper goodbye, not our last phone call. So basically, he's saying the last time we talked was terrible. I just want to stop by and say goodbye because he knows what he's getting into is not going to be good. And she's like, so you're going to call going to go to the police. And he's like, they'll be coming to me. So Skylar, you know, breaks into tears and starts telling him about how Todd and his uncles came to the house and threatened her and Holly. And, you know, what if he does whatever he does? Won't they come back? And he goes, they're not coming back. Not after tonight. You need to understand. I have to hear one more time that you did this. For the family. You did it for me. I liked it. I think it's the first time that she's heard the truth from him since the entire thing began. And I think for her, it's perhaps the first deep breath she's been able to take in all those months. But in the saddest way, it's too late. Boom. Character arc closed. Like, that is the story of Walter White. He didn't break bad so his family would be financially sound. That was his excuse. He didn't break bad because he felt cheated at a gray matter. I think he broke bad because he was good at it and he liked it. And now, finally, after all these lies, he finally admits to it. That's the way I feel. And I, and I mean, I can agree. I can agree. But at the same time, I don't, I don't think he realized it was for him until way later. And and before he realized it before he told Skylar. I mean, he's known for some time, I would say. Okay. Right. But he's still been playing the family excuse, but I think he originally started for his family. He had cancer, it was bills, lots of huge money bills that, I mean, he couldn't let his family go under. And this is when he started it after a time though. I mean, he had all the money in the world. It became about him, but again, he, he still kept the facade that it was for his family, you know, like you're saying. So, you know, I don't think, in, in my opinion anyway, I don't think the whole time he thought it was for himself, but yeah, I can see what you're saying, obviously. Right. I think, I mean, yeah, I think you you may be more right. Maybe it's a little bit, and it's not It's not going to be one thing and not the other two. It's I mine. Think maybe a combination it's my of idea. <laughs> my idea is the right one. You're right. You got it. I'll let you take no. this last one. No, I'm sorry. But I just thought that was that was a cool reveal for him to finally admit that. Yeah, yeah. And then you get the sense that somehow in these months in the cabin, Walt has come to realize he's not Heisenberg. He's not the, the, the little Walter White pushover either. He's this new, you know, 
transformation of this person where he knows his faults, he knows what he's done, he's accepted it, and he's telling the truth, and he's trying his hardest here in the end to not not redeem himself. What he's done is way too bad, but to make it the best that he can at right. the time that he has left. And and that's what I was saying that you know they've kind of come full circle in this last episode of saying you know what see you know we've always told you you've you've liked Walter you're rooting for him and. You know, sure enough, like, yeah, I mean, I kind of am. kind of always was, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think a lot of people were. So Walt hands Skyler a lot, the lottery ticket with the numbers, and he says, you know, use this, you know, use this for your trial, because that's something that was only casually as mentioned. As leverage. As leverage in this trial that you've got, because they only casually mentioned when um, the disappearer, Ed, showed back up at the cabin last episode that she had this big trial coming up. She was working part-time as a, like a taxi dispatcher. So he's going to, she, you know, she didn't have anything. She couldn't say anything about where Walt was to, to kind of get out and, and help the DEA at all to get out of her situation. And he's like, here, this is the location of a burial site. You'll find the, the bodies there. Good point. Because um, in the last episode, when she was with those, uh, with her lawyer and the, you know the prosecutors and all this, and she said, "I know you want Walt, but I can't tell you where he is." And you know, and then these prosecutors are kind of pissed about it, and they're like, "Well, get with your lawyer and do some brainstorming." And then, boom, you're right now. Yeah, that that's going to help right there. And that ties up that loose end, you know. So when Walt finally is like, you know, they're you know those guys aren't going to come back not after tonight, you know, boom, that that kind of revealed his whole plan. Like he's. We're officially now for sure, you know, as Brad Pitt would say, you know, we're killing Nazis. That's that's what we're doing mm -hmm. the rest of this episode, you know. But I wonder, I mean, was he planning on being arrested? Was he going to kill himself? Was he just planning on being killed? What was going to happen there? What were his thoughts? I don't know what his, his endgame idea was. I think he figured, I mean, he said, you know, I won't have to go to the police. The police will come after me. I don't think he really cared at that point whether he was arrested or got killed or maybe he was going to off himself. I don't know. I don't think he cared. I think what he cared about most was tying up all these loose ends before he either got arrested or died. And I think he thought they were both pretty much the same. Yeah, but man, if he would have gotten arrested, that would have been a big that would have been a big problem. I mean, with now Skyler involved and they're both going to this trial, that would have been bad news. I don't know if he ever expected, I guess, to be arrested. I don't know. Jesse would going to kill him. Maybe he thought Jesse will kill me, and that's how this ends. Maybe, but that's another point. Like, I think at this point, before he goes to the compound, he's still planning to kill Jesse. Oh, right, yes. I'm going in here and right. killing all of these people with this You're machine right. gun because now they're not only did they take my money, not only did they threaten my family, but they're making my product and passing it off as mine. And people are thinking it's mine, which is a trifecta for Walter White getting pissed. You know, you don't threaten his family or take his money True. or pretend that you're him or he'll come after you. So I think at that point, no, I think he's going in there to kill everybody. And, you know, with his little plan, all he has to do is press a button. And he can off everybody, whether he's getting killed at that moment or not. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't think he's planning on getting arrested. I think he's – this is a suicide mission, basically. It is, and it – this is – yeah, this is exactly what it is. You're right. This was a suicide mission, but it turned out not to be, and we'll get into that 
as we go on here. Way back when, beginning of this final season, we had a teaser in which Walt bought an M60 machine gun. You introduce a gun in Act One, you damn sure better fire it by the finale. I have to admit, when we first planted the, the seed of this, of this M60 machine gun 16 episodes ago, we didn't know exactly, A, how it was going to be used, or B, who it was going to be used on. Uncle Jack didn't even really exist at that point. So he shows up at the compound, you know, pulls up in the car, and this guy from Friday Night Lights that I guess I should have seen coming comes out, you know, frisks him, gets in the car with him, they pull in, and he says, you know, the, the guy from Friday Night Lights, Kenny. Okay. You know, Kenny's like, you know, back the car next to this building over here. And he's just like, no, 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 back over here. Okay, this is fine. Right. So he's obviously setting the car up to be in the right spot. And you kind of, I kind of saw that coming. I kind of thought, well, obviously. See, I actually didn't. I, I, I feel like I see a lot of these hard to see things coming, but that obvious one right there, I was just like, oh, that's weird that he just didn't want to park the way the guy wanted him to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he told well, especially when he was putting the gun together and he has this little, you know, key fob that he just presses right, a button okay. and this thing starts moving. It's like, well, obviously he's going to remote control kill these guys. And that's why he's not parking where they want him to park. So I kind of saw that. Um, so he enters the building and Jack and everybody's there. Todd's there. Everybody but Jesse. And we still haven't seen Jesse this episode. I'm just sitting here going, how are we going to wrap up Jesse's whole situation? Except for here? the carpentry. I have no scene. idea. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's true. Um, you know, Jack says, you look like shit. Da, 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 da. And he's like, well, did Todd tell you? You know, I've got this new meth thing I can do and I can make it without methylamine. What do you think? And he's just like, nah, we don't need that. And he's like, well, what do you mean? You know? And he's like, well, we can just buy more methylamine, you know, from Lydia. She's got all the hookups. We don't need to worry about that. And he's like, well, Todd, why didn't you talk to him about this? Well, we talked about it. And Todd's just like, dude, you should not have come back, Mr. White. And I'm just like, oh, oh here we go. But, but let me say this. Even, even if this would have gone a, a different direction than it did, I think if it came down to it, Walt could have been like, listen, you can't get methylamine from Lydia because I poisoned the bitch, you know, and it could have gone that way. Now they're like, God damn it. Now we need this idiot again. You know, so I guess it could have gone that way, even though it didn't. So whatever. I just wanted to throw that out there. I just thought of that. But and if he was still in full on Heisenberg mode, I think he definitely could have done that if he wanted to stay in the game and keep things going. But like I said, he had his character arc. He had his somewhere along the line in this cabin. He had his epiphany where he wasn't doing that anymore as much as he liked it. He was all about closing up the loops and making sure everything was good before he left. Yeah. And honestly, that did not involve continually working with these Nazi guys. That was about no. killing these Nazi guys. Um, so they have frisked him, but they took his wallet and his key fob and threw it on the on the pool table out of reach so he can't just, like, press it and duck. And so he's sitting there, and then, you know, they put the gun to his head, and it's like, all right, let's do it. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. You know, you, you're you a liar. You said you were going to kill Jesse for me, and I know the blue's still out there, and he's the only one who can make it, you know. You, I know you're partnering with him. And Jack's just, like, pissed about this, you know, and he's just like, well, you know, we'll we'll show you. We'll show you that we're not partners. I'll show you how bad he is, you know, and they go grab Jesse. Like, why would he have to show and, him that? What, you know, you're about to kill this dude. Who even gives a shit what he thinks? I mean, you're about to kill I him. I thought that at the time, too. It was a pride like, really? thing for them, too, though, at the same time, you know, like, hey, before we kill you, I'm going to show you this. That we're not partnering with this asshole. You owe me. I owe you what for? Jesse Pinkman, you promised that hey. you would kill him, and you didn't. Come on. I think Jesse's got to be dead. 
he cooked for them, he showed them the last little elements of what they were missing in their cook, and now they killed him. Yeah, you know, when they take Jesse out of the bunker to bring him to Walt, he's just a vacant shell of a human. He has nothing left because he knows that he belongs to them. So when he sees Walt, he doesn't really know how to react. And Jesse comes in, and he's completely in handcuffs and just obviously just comatose, emotionally scarred, just... And physically scarred. You see his face? Good Lord. Yeah, he was all messed up. For months, he's been, you know, just been tortured and forced to do, you know, be a meth monkey is what I I, I thought oh, of. Yeah. Um, Jesse and Walt are sitting there just staring at each other, you know, and Walt's just so pissed about, I mean, this is where he makes his decision not to kill Jesse is when he's looking at him and he sees how bad he is. And I think that's where he has a change of heart where he actually lunges at Jesse and dives on him after he grabs the key fob. He grabs it slowly. That's very intense. Yada, yada, yada. We knew he was going to get it. And he jumps at Jesse and tackles him to the ground and sets off the key fob. Well, let's step back here for a second. I mean, he obviously realizes once he sees Jesse in these chains that he's not partners with these guys. He, I mean, he's a slave. Right. He's a slave to these guys. And now, he's yeah, he has this change of heart. Like, okay, I know he's not partnering with them. He's actually you know, being abused. And again, he's a slave to him. And now he this turned into his mission to pretty much save Jesse and set him free. And this was a decision that I don't know, I didn't have trouble with, but or didn't find unbelievable. But just two episodes ago, if it wasn't for Jesse, like he would have been okay. If Jesse had never went off the handle, if he had just disappeared and went to Alaska, Walt may have gotten away with it. He may have been okay. Well, but it's been he's months. been the cause of this. It, it, it's been months. Walt's had a lot of time to reflect on on everything, you know, I mean, in this cabin. And, I mean, maybe he's not the monster that, you know, everyone makes him out to be. I mean, it just, it didn't it didn't end that way for him. I mean, he tried to, like you said, clo close up all these loose ends, and he felt bad in the situation. Again, he's human. I mean, he's like, shit, look at what they're doing to this guy. Are you kidding me? I can't let this happen. Jesus, I'm, I'm on a suicide mission anyway. Why don't I save Jesse while I'm at it? Yeah, I guess I guess so. I just didn't see that change of heart coming when he just wanted him killed right in front of him and then told him he killed his girlfriend or watched her die. Yeah, at least. yeah threw it threw it for a loop, obviously. But again, he has a, he has a heart. Yeah, he has a heart. Family. Yeah, he he he, he, uh, he did it all for family, which we realized, you know, after a time, it really was for himself. But Jesse, we, we've been saying all along, is kind of his family. Had to save him. Right up to that very moment, right up to the cusp of that moment, he was going to kill Jesse right along with Uncle Jack. They kill them all. We know he's saying himself. He can't do it. And instead, he saves Jesse's life. gun goes off everyone gets taken out except for todd and jack jack's hit but he's not you know and i saw walt get hit as well did you see that i saw him get hit yeah yeah he kind of i mean he got hit he was like oh and put his face in the ground yeah. it was definitely a ricochet though it didn't he was too low for it to actually hit him so it was a ricochet unfortunately yeah, but if you think about it, if Walt wouldn't, Walt literally saved Jesse, like literally a human shield for Jesse from that bullet. You know what I mean? That, well, yeah, I mean, that was his plan. You know, he tackled him 
to make it look like he was so pissed that he just that's why he tackled him and that's why Jack and the gang are like oh shit yeah. and they're like all right get him up get him up you know they they thought Walt was still pissed at him which you know maybe he still is obviously right Todd somehow ducked out of the line of fire and you know is he's crawling up towards the window after everything is said and done and he's just like looks at the gun in the trunk and he's Mr. White just like I thought he was going to be like you know there's a gun in your trunk like, I don't understand. <laughs> he was yeah, so confused. Very, very he was very confused. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's when Jesse gets up and you got your moment. You got your moment you've been talking about for five weeks now. Jesse jumps on top of Todd and strangles him with the uh, handcuffs almost the same way Crazy 8 got killed back in season one when Walt killed him by strangling him by pulling yeah. him, you know? Yeah. And you even hear his neck snap when he pulls it that one last time. Yeah. Finally got Crazy Todd out of the picture. Couldn't have been better than at the hands of Jesse and not by, like, a bullet from far away or anything, but literally... It, it could have ended no other way, and I still, even when that gun started firing, and actually it shows Todd, I mean, it purposely shows Todd down low and like crawling away. I mean, I still knew I'm like, yep, Jesse's going to kill this dude. Right. And then Jack, you know, he's still alive and he's like just barely hanging on and he's sitting there and he's like, wait, wait. Cause you know, Walt points the gun at him. He's like, don't you, you know, don't you want to know where the money is? Da, 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 da. And before you can even finish talking, just boom, you know, blood splatters on the camera. Awesome. Just, yeah. He's like, you pulled that trigger and boom. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. Kills him the exact same way mid-sentence as he killed Hank. Mid-sentence. Yeah. Which was awesome. So, obviously, Walt really has had this change of heart where he didn't even give a shit about the other, you know, how a 79 million or however much is left after all these months. He doesn't care about that. He just... Well, let's, let's, let's face it. 9.2 million is going to be just fine for... <laughs> that your family to live on the rest of their lives. Yeah. You know? That'll be just fine. It's come a far way from when he was offered 5 million for the methylamine last season and he turned it down. Now nine. Okay. We can deal with nine. <laughs> we can deal with yeah. nine. So Jesse turns and now you see Walt has the gun on Jesse and I'm just sitting here going, Oh my God, is this going to be a showdown? What's going to go on here? And he throws it on the, on the, on the ground right in front of Jesse. You know, when I read that Walt slides the gun to Jesse and Jesse picks it up, you know, I definitely had that vision in my mind for many years now, like this is how it's going to end. Do it. And I just love that he didn't pull the trigger. He just said, you want to do this? You, you want to be dead? Then do it yourself. And then he just drops the gun. I thought that was awesome. Like he said, I'm not doing what you tell me to do anymore and meant it however many episodes that go, ago that was. And, you know, I thought at that point Walter's going to shoot himself and we're going to see Jesse right away. I definitely thought that. I I mean, there was no other route to go. I thought, oh, he's, he's going to do it. and It's going to end with him killing himself. Wow. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this crazy song starts playing that has Lydia in it, and it's Todd's crazy phone, and Lydia's calling, you know, and you see her, and she's deathly ill, and she's like, is it done? Is it done? Did you get him? And he was, I oh, forget what he said, something along the lines of, oh, you're feeling a little under the weather, aren't you? Right. Flu-like symptoms, you know. And Yeah. She and really driving time, it home. And, and the whole time she's going, wait, who is this? Like, you didn't realize that wasn't Todd to begin with. She thought she was talking to Todd for like four or five sentences, you know, and then she's like, wait, who is this? And in case, yeah, in case they didn't drive the point home that Walt put Rison in her, in her thing, he explains it all like, 
Aren't you feeling a little under the weather? That's because I put the ricin in your sugar that you put into your drink, and then you drank it because you do everything the same. And I'm just like, we get it. <laughs> we got it when you. I liked it. Yeah, though. I know. It was cool. It's like, but it's still with me, I'm like, you're better. You know, we got it. You poisoned her with the ricin, you know, basically confirming yeah, it. But she didn't know. She didn't know. Yeah. That's the thing. We knew. She didn't know, though. So he had to explain it to her, right. actually, not just the, not just the audience. Right, right, right. Uh, so he throws the phone on the ground and then him and Jesse take, you know, one last look at each other and kind of nod farewell out on the outside, you know, just kind of like, okay, we're, we're done here. We're done. You know, Jesse gets in the car and you just see him plow through the gate, you know, laughing and crying hysterically. And that's it. That's it for Jesse. We don't know where he goes. The last we see Jesse Pinkman is him driving off, smashing through a chain link fence at 70 miles an hour. I like to think he's heading to someplace better. I like to think there's going to be a happy ending in store for Jesse Pinkman. We hope. I got to believe there's better things in store for Jesse. He's the guy that I always wanted to see get away. And it looks like he does here at the end. I mean, where do you think that Jesse ended up after that? Because I think it's, I mean, being on the pessimistic side, yes, the dreamer in me, it's the end of the show. He drives off and drives till he can't run. He has no more gas as far away as possible and becomes a woodworker. But in reality, his fingerprints are all over this meth scene. He's been there. He, there's still a tape there that him, you know, basically explaining everything him and Walt ever did a confession tape. I'm pretty sure he's going to be caught. You know, I, God, I honestly, I didn't even think about any of that. I'm just like, he's free. He did it. Amazing. Good for Jesse. But you're right. I mean, there is a shitload of evidence now pointing to Jesse as being one of these top ringleaders. I mean, they're not going to know that he – well, they'll they'll find out. I, they're detectives. They'll put it all together like, well, you know, his fingerprints are down here in this hole. He was obviously being held as a slave, and they were making him cook this. At the same time, I would have to assume Jesse's going to disappear. Yeah. You know, try to. But, you know, Jesse's track record, I mean, Jesus, he has no money now. He's just back to square one. I mean, he could start using again. Who knows? But yeah, I think you're right. I don't. I don't. We're not going to see it, but I don't think it probably ends very well for Jesse. <laughs> but I think the intention. I think the intention of the show was what you first thing was like. He's free after all this time. He's free and he's crying. You know, I would personally would have liked to have seen him kind of an epilogue maybe like him doing okay and he's got Brock with him finally a kid to tie up all the kids and stuff problems he's had with kids in the past and and doing well uh but we I think we just didn't get to see that and at the same time um how is Jesse just going to roll into some foster home or grandparents or whatever and be like you know what Brock I'll take him he's mine no like that ain't going to happen unfortunately I mean, I mean his mother was just murdered months ago I'm sure that there's still an investigation into that right and so I mean yeah we just I think are meant to believe that Jesse got away I I just I thought Jesse had escaped and he was free and everything was great but your soul crushing pessimism ruined it for me <laughs> Now I know that he's been caught or something bad's going to happen. Well, I think we're just supposed to mean that he got away not only from being a slave, but from Walt as well. I think he was also a double meaning. He was free of Walter, who really was the one who had him 
a slave basically since episode one. Oh yeah, was talking him into stuff and guilt tripping him into things and and all that. That's that's a that's a good point. I mean, free from free from Walt is the main thing. I mean, finally he's free from Walt. Even though he might have thought he was free from Walt um, for the four months, five months, six months, whatever it was prior, even though he is he, he's enslaved by these guys. Right. You know, at the it's hands still of Walt. at the hands of Walt. Yes. I mean, it's still Walt's fault that he's in this situation. Now, granted, Jesse has had his opportunities to get the hell out. Right. He could have gone to Alaska, but, you know, he chose not to because, oh, you you poisoned Brock. That was the whole thing. When Saul uh, when Huel lifted the, you know, the pot off him, obviously he remembered and it was like, dude, who cares? Brock's fine. Don't even worry about it. Get the hell out. Who cares? You don't yeah. need to settle the score. Get out. People always ask me, did you know how Breaking Bad was going to end from the get-go? And I always say, no, I didn't, and that's the truth. But I kind of always did know that Walter White should not survive this series. How that was going to come to pass was very much up in the air up until we broke this final episode. The cancer was not what got Walter White at the end. He went out pretty much on his own terms, and he is killed trying to save Jesse. It just feels right to me. It feels poetic. There's almost a perverse feeling of victory to it, for me, at least. Then we see blood dripping from Walt's abdomen, soaking his shirt. You hear the police sirens coming in the background. He walks into the compound's little meth lab. You know, has all his old equipment kind of fashioned together the way it's supposed to be. The way he's taught Jesse and Todd how to do it. He's reminiscing about the glory days. You know, he... Braces himself on the side of a tank with a bloody hand and falls to the ground, dying peacefully with a smile as we pan out and the police arrive on the scene. End of show. Yeah. Did not think it was going to end that way. Did not did not see it ending that way. I did not see a, a redeemed Walter White. I totally was. And maybe that's why I felt not let down. I don't want to put off on the impression that I was disappointed or was pissed. But I've also had, you know, I've seen a lot of reviews and a lot of other people who talked about this finale said a similar thing. Not a lot, but some. Uh, mostly people have loved it beyond belief. I thought it was great. I was just expecting something completely different from this episode. I was expecting a devastating episode of him just emotionally pulling out all the stops and going to town. Now... Granted, you look at the plot, you know, who was he going to go to town on? I mean, I didn't know whether he, I mean, Walt's never killed innocent people, has he? I don't think so. Gale. Mm, well, but Jesse technically killed Gale, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't think so, I guess. I just, I just figured on a rampage and this seemed to hit a lot of the marks I mean, there was some surprises, but there was a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, well, I think the Rison's for Lydia, and I think the gun's for the Nazis, and, well, damn it, we were right, and that's exactly what happened. And that was something we talked about, where if we called it exactly what was going to happen, that was one of the things that would leave us disappointed with the end of the show. So there was a couple things there where I would have liked to seen maybe something unexpected, but it was, looking back on it now, I was pretty amazed at how seamlessly... They tied everything up and closed all the loops that right. we were questioning. Well, look at it this way. As as you've always said, it's a character-driven show. It's about yep. the characters. And so let's, I know we're you know, running a little long here, but hey, it's our last episode. We're excited. This is fun. All right. Backtrack to right before Walt died, 
And like you said, he's kind of reminiscent about the old days. But I'm also thinking he's looking at this and going, you know, this I put this together. You know, this was me. You know, it was like his one last happy thought, really. Like, I, I you know, I, I'm the one that taught these guys how to do this. I mean, he was kind of like a, a teacher again, you know, in a way. Right. You know, I mean, they're, my students learn from me, you know, kind of went back to his old you know, teacher mentality, maybe, you know, but he's looking right. at it and he's kind of smiling, looking around, he picks up the, uh, the, it's not a, really a gas mask, but a, like a respiratory mask, I guess it is. Right. You know, and he's looking at that and smiling like, wow, they're using these. I mean, I told them to use these. This is great. Yeah. You know? And, uh, I, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of cool how he kind of looked back at it. Like, this is what I taught everyone to do and they're doing it. This is really cool. Yeah. And I also thought there was maybe a little bit of reminiscent, but he did accomplish his goal. Like, he was successful. I mean, there was a lot of different ways they could have went with this finale. Uh, to punish Walt for everything he's done. To have Jesse redeem himself against Walt and overcome Walt. To make Walt really the villain. Because when he left that pub in New Hampshire, I mean, he could have... It looked like he was could do anything. Like, he did not give a shit about anything. Right. So who knows what he... And to take the choice to be like, you know what? I'm going to go back and I'm going to tie up this thing with, you know, Elliot and Gretchen to use them to get the money to my son so he won't know it's for me, but he'll still have it and they'll be okay. Then I'm going to go back and admit that I was wrong to my wife, give her a proper goodbye, say goodbye to my daughter. Then I'm going to go over here to this Nazi camp, kill all these Nazis, Get Jesse, let him go, set him free, and then die peacefully. And that's going to be my plan. Wow, yeah. <laughs> that's, and it all worked out. I mean, there were no problems with, you know, nothing he had to really improvise with. And, and I don't know. I was expecting more of a but a devastating finale. But then I had a thought that was really brilliant in the hands of these writers, which I thought was one of the smartest things ever. What we got in the last three episodes was Ozymandias, Granite State, and Felina. At the end of Ozymandias, that could have been the, the, the finale. That was one of the best episodes I've ever seen on television. He could have driven away, had disappeared, and lost, and that could have been the end. That was an episode where all hell broke loose, and it was a rampage. People were crying, people were dying. I mean, it was better than whatever this shitty Red Wedding thing that I haven't seen. It was an amazing <laughs> episode, full of chaos, right? Then you had Granite State, which showed Walt, you know, getting sent off and losing and having to rethink his life and, you know, slowly possibly dying in this cabin. Granted, he leaves at the end of that episode, but that could have been the end of the episode. And that was your ambiguous ending where where does he go? That could have been the last episode. Then you have this one, which is Felina. And this was the one that tied everything up nicely with a bow solved everything, all the questions and anything that was left open and, and wrapped it all up. And that was your, that type of ending. So really we had three different endings here Yeah, where yeah. it satisfied everyone. Personally, I thought Ozymandias was the best episode of television I've ever seen. I was expecting more something similar to that, but for those who wanted, maybe like you who wanted to see everything wrapped up and see officially Walt's official end, you know, and, and intricate ways in which he could figure everything out. This was that ending for you. You know what I mean? So it was a really brilliant way. I mean, any one of those episodes could have been the last one and they could have made it end on any of those. I'm, I'm just very glad it wasn't an ambiguous ending. 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess I hadn't thought about it that way, but, you know, I don't know. I'm glad they came back and tied up everything because had he have just disappeared, then you're sitting here going, well, what happened to Jesse? What's going on with his family? Right. I have a ton of questions. What is this? This ended. I have no questions except, well, now what happens to Jesse? But you answered that with, again, with your soul crushing pessimism, <laughs> you know, that he's going to get caught. But other than that, there are no questions. He's taking care of everything. Yeah. And, and, and to do that, to take care of all of his plot lines in a way that makes sense to the story and it is, doesn't seem like they're checking off the box. And it wasn't rushing. It didn't seem like it was rushing to get it over with. Pretty brilliant writing right there to do oh, it yeah. in a way that, that seems seamless, you know, with the rest of the show. And I have a feeling also that when you go back, however, I don't know, years from now, months from now, days from now, and binge watch this last season one time through, I have a feeling that this ending will fit better as an ending after seeing the other ones so close together. I think having to wait, you know, maybe made it a little bit you know, more anticipation for me, like, whoa, what, what craziness is going to happen? Maybe this is a nice casual epilogue to, to the series. And, and, you know, and, and not to bring up lost and get off track, but real quick, it's like a, a buddy of ours, actually, uh, Stuart is, is watching lost and he's watching it on Netflix and he's getting kind of burnt out on it. And I'm like, see, yeah. when you have to wait each week to watch something, it, it keeps you going, you know, but if you're able to just watch them all in three weeks, I could see where it might, you know, make you want to be like, all right, let's get this over with. Now, Breaking Bad, on the other hand, we've gotten a few people in on this and they flew through every episode in a week and we're just like, OK, where's the next one? We're ready. Let's go. So but yeah, I could, you know, I could see what you're saying about the, the binge watching of it. I mean, how it hopefully would tie in better for, you know, other people. Hey, I'm going to get Tiff to watch it. So. We're going to rewatch them all, baby. Well, I can't imagine to those people who watch them so close in a row at all at once what that does to their soul. Because I can imagine that would just depress the hell out of them to where they need to take, like, pills or something just to wake up in the morning. I mean, geez, they're so... (laughs) So, speaking of that, going looking back at the old show, I mean, originally I asked you for, like, three of your favorite episodes. I would say moments. Like, what were your three favorite moments? Starting with number three, and then I'll give my number three favorite moment, and then we'll okay. work our way up to our favorite moment. That's easier than episodes, because I'm like, I don't know, there's been 70 of them. I have no idea, but okay. I mean, this is going off the cusp right right now, because honestly, you had texted me that five minutes before I was getting ready to rewatch this again, and then immediately after that, we're recording this podcast. So I have had no time to think about this. Right. Fun moments for me, awesome moments in the show were Victor being killed by Gus in that whole scene. So that's your number three. Oh, God. I I don't know. There's no goddamn order here. Okay. That was awesome. Okay. You know, I'm I'm just throwing out a few. I don't know. I mean, memorable, very memorable moments. Okay. Obviously, Gus being killed in the, in the, um, you know, the hospital, old people's home, whatever it was fantastic that is one unfortunately for me that was ruined for me before i saw it did i ruin it no 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 honestly it was i was i i mean i watched these in spurts the first couple seasons i mean the first two seasons when if you recommend this to your friends if you go back and watch them the first two seasons are kind of slow they are kind of slow 
you have to tell them the season three is where it really picks up because I watched the first season and a half and then kind of took a break for a month and then came back, watched up till season three. You know, I didn't do it all at once. And there were promos after, but right before season five started in 2012. And the promos showed Gus getting his face blown off in the promos. And I'm watching like Mad Men or something and they go to commercial and I don't even know what it's for. And I see this Gus guy walk out and get his face blown off. And I'm like, oh, well, I totally know what's going to end up with him. Totally know. So that's not one of my favorites, but I will say that. I'm not done. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not done. Okay. (laughs) I'll give you my number one. And again, this is just now thinking about the show for the past 20 seconds, the whole series. I'm wondering if it's going to be mine, but go ahead. I guess if I had to throw something out there, my number one, I'll put this at number one right now. I'll do it. Okay. My number one is the Hank revelation on the toilet. My, like my number one moment, I think <laughs> really that's where he just, and, and we ended, I think what the first eight episodes with him on the, on, on the toilet. Yeah. So we did. We had to wait, you know, a year or whatever it was to even see his reaction or his what the aftermath, I guess, because you see his reaction. But yeah, just thinking about that right right now is the yeah. first I've thought about it in a long time about right. that scene. That was amazing because Hank's the one that's been chasing him, and all of a sudden, boom! It's him. It's my my brother-in-law. Get the hell out of here! That was amazing. Yeah, my uh, my third favorite. I mean, this, my third one isn't even a, uh, and don't think that I have this planned out. I mean, I've been thinking about it like when I'm driving and stuff, like I wonder what my three favorite things are. Cause I knew we'd talk something about it this episode, but honestly, my third favorite thing, which I thought was the most interesting, and this is me being nerdy about like writing for TVs and movies and directing, but they had a whole episode about two guys in a lab chasing a fly and they made it interesting. And it's like, it wasn't boring. It was kind of a timeout from the plot, but I thought that was incredible that they were able to do a whole hour long show about two guys in a lab chasing a fly and the character study that that was and learning about what, whose obsessions were what and, and all this was an interesting episode for me. That's going to be one I'll remember. Definitely. Um, okay, I can't even remember what the hell happened in that episode. So <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> they chased a fly, but other than that, I don't, I don't know what happened. The, uh, my, my other two are so close together. I'm not even gonna, gonna say which one I think's better, but very, one is definitely the sense of dread that I remember feeling and just anxiety and fear when Walt is in the crawl space, just insanely laughing as Skylar's crying when he finds out she gave the money away. I was just like, this show is going to kill me. Like, I cannot believe this is happening. This is the most insane thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that, that was a... kind of like a sadistic, I remember that, yeah. It was like a sadistic ending. You're like, yeah. what? He's, he's hysterically laughing like a crazy person. She's crying and being like, what is wrong with him? Yeah, some crazy songs wild. playing, and I'm just like, oh my god. I think that was the end of a, of an, I don't know if that was, that wasn't an, a season finale, I don't think. What's the name of the episode, do you know? I can't remember off the top of my head, but that's, I've that's definitely. I've got up here, but. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's definitely one I can I'll remember. And and my last one, which I think was one of the most insane ways to end a season. This was definitely a season finale. 
when Jesse's about ready to kill these two drug dealers out in the street, and out of fucking nowhere, Walt comes flying in, runs him over with his car, gets out, pulls out a gun, shoots one point blank for like one of the first times he shoots somebody, looks up at Jesse and goes, run, boom, cut to black, end of season, you gotta wait a year to find out what happens. Was was that yeah? I, I'm I, like I, I, like I said, I'm I'm looking at the names of the episodes. That's all I have to go off of here. But I think that I thought, was the for season, some reason that was entitled "Run," but it's not. it possibly might. I mean, I know it was a it, season finale. It might be season three finale or two. Anyway, when when Walt jumps out and shoots that guy point blank, it says "Run." I was just like, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen to end an episode. I mean, that's that was that was one of the ones where I just looked around and was like, what am I doing? with this show why can't i keep watching this this is insane <laughs> yeah yeah I, I mean i'll be honest with you i don't i don't even fully remember you know the first couple seasons i, I guess that's just how my brain works i don't retain certain <laughs> things I, you just you know, remember it being sweet and you know it's sweet yeah yeah and i'm gonna tell people it was sweet and i'm like what happens i'm like well i don't know it's just a teacher and he's got cancer and then he becomes this meth kingpin but the episodes are amazing you have to watch it well, I, I definitely, before the finale, I was getting a little bittersweet about it over the weekend, and I, I put in, put up Netflix and watched the first episode, which is actually a two-hour, I think it's a, a, a full two episodes mashed into one, because it, oh, it was nice. long, and just seeing how it all started, how it was all put together, uh, brilliantly acted, brilliantly written, obviously, and then I had a YouTube video that someone put up that was like a two-hour retrospective on everything that's happened up until this point. And I was planning on watching that. And for some reason, it wasn't available in our country anymore. So then I just turned it to AMC. Like, part of season four was on. And I just continued to watch episodes from season four in the marathon until, like, I look at the clock and it's like 3.30 in the morning. And I'm just like, Jesus, this is pathetic. <laughs> I, I did the same thing, and we talked about that like the next day. I, that was just last this past Saturday, I think. Right. Where you know we had had some people over, had a good time, and next thing I know, I'm just you know everyone goes home, and I'm watching Breaking Bad until three in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Here, here, here's something interesting. Check this out. The first two seasons, viewers, one you know the first episode, one point nine five million. Right. Okay? And then it goes down after that. It never gets over it never goes to two million season two first episode 2.5 million after that one point like high high ones okay right season three almost three million on every episode uh oh god damn it i'm sorry season five that was the first four seasons barely got two million viewers a, a week if if they got two million season five the first half of the season, almost three million per episode. The last half, almost six, almost five, and the I mean, just tons. The season finale, ten point two eight million people. That's crazy. Like, all of Ohio basically watched that episode in terms of millions of people. You know, that is an insane jump, and that just goes to show you that some of these shows, like on the networks, you know, they'll, you know, I want to say kudos to AMC here because. You know, what a lot of these cable people will do is they'll they'll take a show that they find interesting, like Breaking Bad, and they'll stick with it, even though if it's losing them money. They'll make their money back on, like, you know, Big Bang Theory reruns or something during the daytime. But they'll stick with these shows because they're interesting and they're good stories. Whereas network TV, you know, 
If this show had gone on NBC and got 1.9 million viewers for the first three episodes, they would have killed it immediately. Yeah, you're right. But by sticking with it, you have one of the best Emmy-winning, possibly best shows of all time. Um, And partly to, I guess I can't say blame for that, partly that helped for that was Netflix. And I've heard Vince Gilligan say it time and time again, like, Netflix kept us alive. And he's right. I didn't watch the first two seasons. I watched it on Netflix and I was like, holy shit, now I'm part of this 1.9 million watching season three. Right, right. And so it just goes to show you how something like Netflix is A, helping network shows, so stick with them, or B, could be the future of watching TV, like House of Cards. Who knows, you know? Maybe we, yeah. pretty soon we won't be on a weekly schedule. I kind of like having the week in between to kind of dwell on it and think about it. But, you know, you can do that on your own with Netflix. Well, with a show like this, I think you need it. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky that I only watched the first two seasons on Netflix because, I mean, I would have overdosed. Yeah. You know, and, and the people that we got to watch this show, I mean, obviously they couldn't get enough where they watched four seasons in two weeks, which is unheard of. I mean, right. I mean, you're calling off work to watch that. I mean, you're calling off work. Yeah. You're doing nothing but watching Breaking Bad. So you need those breaks. Well, I'll say to wrap it up here, uh, as far as the series as a whole, um, I guess with shows like Lost, shows like this, Breaking Bad, in my head, I like to think that these creators like Vince Gilligan had this envisioned this in his mind the entire series and where they were going to go and how it was going to end and that he had this grand plan where he was getting you know to finally tell this story episode by episode for us when in reality unfortunately with shows like this that's not the case they you know he said blatantly when they showed Walt with the M60 at the very beginning of season five two years ago or last year They didn't know what he was going to do with it, but they knew they had that flag in the sand and they knew that that's what they were going to have to get to in it. And you know what? It's, it's hit or miss with when doing it like that. And and unfortunately that's the route you have to go because sometimes it's the, um, you know, what the channel or the network saying, you're not ending it. You end it when we say you end it. Now with lost, they said, we have a pretty general idea of where it's going, and we know how we want to end it. It wasn't 100% satisfying for everyone. It's hit or right. miss. This right. one, very satisfying, I think, for the most part. If you talk to the yes. majority of people, yes. are going to say, very satisfied. 10.28 million people are going to tell you. Well, no, that's how many people watched it live, at least. Nine, 9.9 million of those people are going to be like, you know what? I was pretty satisfied with yeah. that. And to answer Chiago's question, going back to Chiago, the Brazilian in Ireland, the next show that I'm going to watch that I think would be spectacular is going to be the one that was just picked up um, on one of the networks, and it's a Vince Gilligan show, and that one is probably what I will watch. It's like a detective show, you know, your standard NCIS bullshit, but Vince Gilligan, I'll check it out, buddy. Yeah, but, you know, and just to say that, you know, they don't, for not having this grand plan in, in line and planning everything out and just coming up with it, you know, a few weeks ahead of time or months ahead of time. What a great job these writers did, not only to tying up all the things they set out and flags in the sand that they set up for us, but to make references back to old episodes and mining for little things and going back like the fact that 
Gus and what was the old man with the bell? I can't remember his name. I, uh, yeah. The I fact that they had a history together and he hated him was never part of the plan when they introduced those characters. But, you know, in one scene, the, the guy with the bell gave Gus a look like he didn't like him. And so they went off of that and remembered that and built this whole mythology around that. And, you know, they kind of mm-hmm. took characters. Like you said, Jesse, if they went to their original plan, was going to die. Same as Jack on Lost. Um, crazy. Real... First episode. Yeah, same with Jack on Lost. Crazy. I read did, did hear this story, and this is a true, honest-to-God story that Vince Gilligan told about an idea he had for season one that they didn't do, that AMC wouldn't let them do. And listen to this. So, evidently, in the first season, Vince had this idea where Jesse was going to get killed. But Walt was going to get the guy who killed him and kidnap him. And brought him back to, like, Jesse's house or some hideout or something. And tied him up. And Walt put a tripwire with a shotgun pointed to his chest. And basically said, anytime you want to leave, you go ahead and get yourself killed. But what's going to happen is I'm going to start lopping off body parts. Every day at 4 o'clock. So, like, 4 o'clock the one day, he takes a toe. And then leaves and leaves the dude there. And then every day he comes and starts just lopping off like a foot this time and then up to the shin and like every day. But evidently the guy that kills Jesse is so badass that he doesn't give up. And then for some reason, Walt Jr. follows his dad like to where he's going after work or something and walks in and sees this dude and walks up to the dude to try to free him. And somehow the bad guy realizes that this is Walt's kid who's been cutting them off pulls the trip wire and kills both of them. Jesus Christ, that's insanity. <laughs> that was what? the original thing. Well, I'm glad and that he didn't pitched work that. Out. That's a terrible idea. He, he pitched that to the AMC and AMC's like, um, first of all, psychopath. <laughs> we can't do that. We gotta come up with something else. And they went a different way. So that was just, you know, evidently they they I mean they they said with this ending, they had went through every permutation of an ending. They had Walt being the only person that lives. They had Jesse getting arrested and Walt using the M60 on a a prison bus. I mean, they had all these different ideas, but in the end, they felt, as a staff, that this was the ending that satisfied them the most. And, you know, for the most part, everybody's been most satisfied with it. Yeah, think. So, I agree. I mean, all those endings you just thrown out are... Well, aside from Jesse getting arrested, which that could have been an ending, really. Yeah. This episode could have gone on for 10 more minutes and showed Jesse getting arrested, okay? But (laughs) other than that, Jesus Christ, those are all insane. I mean... Yeah. No, no. Yeah. It ended perfectly. I want to give a kudos to the creators of Breaking Bad for making me believe and feel like they had this all planned all along because they did a great job of tying everything together of giving us a satisfying ending where, you know, Walt won, he got his plan, but he also lost. You know, he didn't get to live, and he lost his family. But his family's okay. So he lost anyone, but he at least came full. That's what I like to see the most, was that he came full circle as a character, which is what I liked about the show the most with right. the characters. So, well, any final thoughts here, Blake, before we sign off for the last time? Uh, we're not going to have any more Breaking Bad podcasts because there's no more Breaking Bad. So, um, we set out two years ago to make, you know, a podcast about the final 16 episodes and that's what we're doing. So, uh, yeah. What do you think? Well, uh, obviously 
yeah, sad to see it go. Best show, in my opinion, that I've ever seen. And uh, I will be rewatching it again with Tiff, my wife. I mean, I've told her time and time again, like, we have to watch this. Um, thanks to everybody for downloading and listening. I mean, honestly, we make a lot of jokes about it that, you know, we have 200,000, you know, that's a lie, <laughs> but we do have like a few thousand and that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, you know, that's pretty cool. Aside from the cat laser chase video that we made of one of my cats, which has like a, a couple hundred thousand hits on it. This is the coolest thing we've done, you know, where people have actually jumped on board and, and, and been cool with it. And, and that's really cool. Um, I do want to say check out the the Lyles podcast. Great right. stuff. A lot of stuff here, Brian. You know, he, he's a director in the making. I mean, makes amazing things. Um, but we also, they're all just not videos and stuff. A lot of it is just me and Blake bullshitting, just not about Breaking Bad. Just kind of funny right. things. And funny things that have happened to us. Little We talked about other TV shows. If you just Google L-I-L-E-S podcast, you'll find it. Check it out if you want to have some more fun with podcasts with us. I guess go on, right? Sorry, and, and, and you know, <laughs> and, and 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 stay on board with the the Breaking Bad Facebook page. I mean, because we'll be we can still post some stuff, and we're 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 thinking about um, doing a a podcast with you know my brother, uh, my brother in law, uh, you know, just about the whole series in general. You know, I mean, these guys are, are idiots, too. It'll be great, you know, so we're going to do that. And also, uh, stay posted here because uh, we are doing a Halloween party this year, and I am going as Heisenberg, and it's going to be sweet. And we're going to post pictures, <laughs> and I'm going to look just like him, and it's going to be awesome. So make sure you keep aware of that. Yeah, are you going to wear the – how are you going to do it? Are you going to wear the army fatigues with a beard and glasses from the end, or are you going to wear – a hazmat suit with a goatee, or are you going to wear, I think you should wear a mustache, full head of hair, green shirt, and whitey tidies, and a gun. Ooh, ooh, I like that, but no, not going that way. I am going with Heisenberg from the scene of the initial meeting with the Declans. I'm going all black uh -huh. suit, Heisenberg hat, glasses, goatee, but then I also, for good measure, I wanted to put on the, the Band-Aid over the nose and maybe give it a little black eye. So it's going to be a little little bit of Heisenberg to clan scene, but also just, you know, the Heisenberg people will remember saying when he's got the bandage over his nose and he's just kind of fucked up. Well, I think what you should do as well to finish off the thing, and I think you're dumb for if you don't do it, is you... You have your wife make you some blue rock candy, and you put it in a little plastic bag. You go around offering people blue sky. I right, just throw it at their feet, and I say, say my name. <laughs> yeah, do that, definitely. <laughs> people are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Who are you? I'm just going to come in normal clothes and go as Todd. I'll just have a, hi, my name is Todd, <laughs> little name badge. <laughs> you got to get a vamos, vamanos uh, patch and just put it yep. on some. I can, get you, I can get you a work set from the flea market. <laughs> this, this dude, this dude at the flea market, he sells these work sets. Look just like what Todd would wear in the Vaminos uh, thing. I can get that for you, twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. That would be that would be hilarious. All right, well, we're gonna wrap it up here, folks. Again, yeah, I want to second that. Thanks for all down, all the downloading, all the commenters. Um, you've all been great. We've enjoyed. You guys have made this season just the best for us. Just to see what you guys think and you know, comments and, and, and funny pictures and whatnot. So it's really been a trip for us. It's really made the show something special for us. So thanks again. 
Um, stay tuned. We're still going to keep posting stuff. Maybe we'll get another podcast episode up. We'll be posting, like Blake said, some pictures and whatnot. Um, well, and, 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 and again, pay attention, if, if you will, to the Lyles podcast. Brian's got something coming out. It's called Echo. It's a movie he's made completely on his own. I mean, this is going to be something. So really watch out for this because this is like his breakout debut type thing, I guess you can. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see if it's as good as, as I'm trying to make it. I've been working on it long enough. Well, anyway, that'll do it for this week and all weeks. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm kind of at a loss. I usually say, you know, check out next week when we'll be checking out da 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 But, you know, we just won't anymore. It's all over. Well, it's, well, it's gone. I'll be back with something else. Yeah, we'll be back with something else. Thanks a lot, everyone. We'll see you sometime. See ya. Yes, I got what I deserve. Kept you waiting there too long, my love. All that time without a word. Walter Hartwell White. You understood what I've just said to you. Lung cancer. Inoperable. It's easy money. Hank, how much money is that? You want to cook crystal meth? Pinkman? This is not an admission of guilt. Some straight like you's just gonna break bad. I am awake. I am speaking to my family now. I only had you in my heart. We got new players in town. This is arts, Mr. White. Badass, Dad. We keep hearing a name. Heisenberg. <laughs> Tight, tight, tight. Man, look at that, look! Walt has a secret. Please. Look what they gave me. Do you need anything? I really need a break here. What's the matter, Shredder? Say something that isn't complete, folks. You need me more than I need you. I'm hungry. Better call Saul. I know a guy who knows a guy. Is everything to your satisfaction? From what I do hear about him, he sounds a little like you. Three million dollars for three months of your time. We're in the big time now. Yeah, bitch! All the sacrifices that I have made for this family will be for nothing. Found water on Mars. If you don't accept what I've earned, I love you more than anything. Someone has to protect this family from the man who protects this family. Skyler, you have to forgive yourself for Ted. Blowback. I'm in. You're out. I'm really close to something big here. But then, unraveling. I want nothing to do with you! They're coming. No more half-measures, Walter. I saved your life. Are you gonna save mine? Run. Right.
I am not in danger. Skyler, where is the money? I am the danger. Maybe he's still out there. Since when do vegans eat fried chicken? Something deep down says he's my guy. This is what comes of blood for blood. We're just getting started. I'm in the Empire business. What's the plan? I don't know. You want to talk mess with me? For an ocean of this stuff. No. I don't think I can do this. You are a time bomb, and I have no intention of being around for the boom. There is no we, Jesse. It can be done exactly how I want it. If you believe that there's a hell, you their hair back. I'm not gonna lie down until I get there. Say my name. Eisenberg, damn right.